We're starting to feel it, folks. Hockey may be coming around the bend. Hopefully it does for all of those interested from youth to high school to professional uh, and college. Don't forget about that. That always is a big deal for us. And Pauly's podcast continues right here on the Overtime Sports Network. And we're joined by Ken Pauly, the head coach of the Vidal St. Margaret's Red Knights. And uh, some news has come out of late before this podcast starts. And uh, we'll get into that as well as a couple of other really interesting things that feature uh, Red Knight uh, personnel slash alumni. So uh, good afternoon to you, Ken. Thanks for joining the program. Good afternoon, Wags. How you doing? Hanging uh, in there? Could, couldn't, couldn't be better, right? I mean, you know, lockdown 2.0. You know, I mean, that's really what this is. So, we're, uh, you know, you know, everybody's saying, well, this is the greatest part. You know, I mean, this is this is what cracks me up. Oh, it's not as bad as it was in, in, in March, in April and May. I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, fine. I could go to Target. I could go to Target and Walmart. Right. OK, cool. But I couldn't go to a mall, and I never go to the mall. But I, I couldn't go work out. I couldn't couldn't go to the rink. I can't go to a game. So what the hell's the difference? So anyway, uh, 2.0, and here we go. But there's some news that's come out about that. And the first is is that, uh, you know, you know we're always cautious because this is a very fluid situation with COVID-19. But it sounds as though the State High School League is suggesting that uh, players will be returning to the ice or the courts uh, on the – uh, what was it, the 21st of December, which really in effect would give coaches an opportunity to run tryouts and maybe a week's worth of practices before Christmas comes for a natural shutdown there. And then what I would guess for games to begin after the first of the year, is that the way you're understanding it? Yeah, I think, again, I know the, uh, the, you know, nothing definitive. I know they had the meeting and depending on the governor's orders, when sports could start on, you know, anywhere from 1221 to 118. Well, that's a month, you know, that's a month uh, spread. Um, but I think that the best case scenario right now, um, you know, basically the 1221 starting just as you said, Wags. That, uh, and that's one thing I even said in before all this was I think the best case scenario is that we do start sometime in December. Gives everyone an opportunity to get back out there, get their teams picked, you know. Um, and then, of course, uh, the, uh, you know, on January 4th, because I know – in terms of uh, the proposal they had, that January 4th would be the first day, first possible day for a game. So you're not going to see any games in December, but the first game you could see in January 24th. And uh, I think, yeah, I think the, uh, I believe the hopeful news, uh, uh, the hopeful news, excuse me, there, is that um, I, I believe that there's a really good chance that we'll get almost the entire month of March. Um, if that happens, um, we've got a really good opportunity uh, to get this thing in. And I think the really good news there is, uh, um, you know, the high school league very much wants to see this happen. The high school league very much wants to see uh, these winter tournaments take place, even if there's no crowd because of the television contracts and the rest. And so uh, I think everyone all the stakeholders have some skin in the game to want to see this thing happen. Well, I saw Craig Perry's name was invoked in the article from David Levesque in the Minneapolis Star Tribune yesterday. And obviously Craig Perry is uh, no longer in his position as he retired from the MSH MSHSL. However, he uh, was definitely uh, lending his uh, support and assistance in some areas. And one of the things that he was really well known for is running a great wrestling tournament, which isn't easy, by the way. It's massive. And then yeah. the, the uh, high school hockey tournament. And um, I, you know, there there were some some over overtures that those were going to happen. And what what's more encouraging to me is that, that, that at least the verb verbiage in terms of the season extending. Uh, so we're starting a month late, effectively, and it's going to really go a month later. And maybe you know you're getting a 16 week package as opposed to an 18 week. Maybe you can shorten the sections a little bit and go that way. And I mean, this may sound crazy. It might not help the fifth seed teams. Why wouldn't you just go with a four-team section playoff top four seeds, or would that be too too dust uh, too dynamic and too, I, I too think scrappy? I think that's pretty. I think that's very tough to do. Um, I think that's I think that's a, a rather draconian measure. You know, at you this, called at me draconian. I, I, oh, well, no, I didn't call you. I called the measure draconian. I know that's kind of my measure. But okay. The measure, <laughs> it's typical. It's like you're like a kid on a Zoom call with his hoodie up and not paying attention, but. But the thing is, dude, is that oh. I think that I, – I did call you dude. Um, the <laughs> it's thing the is, hoodie and the Zoom and no attention that got me going better. 
<laughs> so, How'd so you know anyhow, I have a hoodie on? But the, but the point is, like, you know, you come from Section 6. Now, very few sections are as deep as Section 6. But few of the sections, like, all of a sudden, you know, you're take top four and really the top five seeds in Section 6 are always pretty dang good. So yeah. I, I think there's a lot of scenarios that could play out. I, you know, I guess I don't necessarily go down that road because we just have no idea. But I think, as you just said a moment ago, Wags, is that, you know, if – we have three full. If we have three full months, you know, going in, in, into March, uh, that makes me very hopeful that we'll be able to pull pull something off. And that's I was trying to. I know Brian did an article on Let's Play Hockey where he talked to his coaches, and I was just trying to. I'm trying to be the, the you know the boy in a room uh, full of cra- uh, room full of crap looking for the pony here, where I, I even though I didn't like the pause per se. If we needed the pause just to get everyone on the same page to give us more hope to get a full season in, I support it because if this gives us – the worst thing, Wags, is that we'd start and then shut down for three or four weeks and then start up again. I know. Now you're going to get something that's, pardon the expression, half-assed. So hopefully we can uh, totally agree. Uh, get 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 the, get as much of the full product here as possible. Well, one of the things that Russ Reitz, who's an athletic director, had stated, I think he's, is he at Prior Lake or Lakeville North? I think he's back at Prior Lake. But one of the things that he noted was that the feedback they're getting from coaches from all sports is they want the games, you know? So it made it feel to me like they're going to say, okay, well, 18 is no longer the magic number because we're we've got some time here now to play and maybe you can get closer to your 25 not saying it's going to be 25 but there has to be some feedback that's been processed there and has been taken well into account uh, by the MSHSL and I think the other key component to consider here uh, on this statement is the spring league will run through June 19th as it was stated in the article which allows for the winter season to come to its rightful conclusion if there are no other pauses needed and, you know, we just are able to get through how we get through. And then the spring season, which lost all of last year, which is tough, uh, will be able to really experience its whole opportunity too as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think we've had a lot of discussions about this and I know that uh, I don't think there's, um, I don't think there's bad guys up the high school league. I think those men and women are really trying to see this happen. Like, like everyone else, and um, and and just what you read there, just again, they they don't want to they don't want to see any more um, you know any more seasons get shut down, but but we'll see. You know, again, I you know, again, you can get. Um, I just learned to be cautiously optimistic with this stuff because you just start going through all these scenarios, and it's just a it's just a mental exercise until we know exactly what we're dealing things with. Things are fluid. Things can change. And obviously we're just taking what we, they, yes. what we heard from a meeting. And obviously they probably got some information from the department of health and the governor's office, I'm guessing. And uh, they were starting to plan for things the way they can, but those things need to be officially announced before anything is in the clear. And we don't know what that's going to look like completely. So um, we could turn this into a whole podcast on that. There's a couple of news items that I want to get into that are related to the red nights uh, with with your organization as well and then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what this podcast is going to be about uh, and then get into uh, what I would call the meat of the uh, uh, program uh, with your three captains so some real big news your ex-goaltender a former state champion a guy who lit it up at Target Center back in the day uh, Rogie is uh, has been named uh, the goalie coach for the New Jersey Devils wow what what an ascension he's had in the game can you talk a little bit about our guy yeah, we're incredibly proud of Dave Rogowski. Um, and Dave's actually Dave came to BSM years ago. His brother Ed was, uh, uh, you know, came to us in the mid '90s, and then he followed his brother. They're from the Osseo, uh, the then Osseo Youth Hockey Association, and Dave played goalie for us really since his ninth grade, his ninth grade year. And as you just said, was uh, uh, instrumental. It was really our first state championship goalie, um, you know, in '99, and and so um, and yeah, he actually started. Uh, uh, did some coaching with me as at Minnetonka, uh, working with our uh, um, working with our goalies and, and some of that, and and so he's been working with Impact Hockey and doing his own, and he's been doing a lot over the years. Um, he's uh, you know coached Frank Brimsick Award winners, Hobie, you know Basie Hobie winners. He's uh, uh, basically coached up at St. Cloud State. Uh, he's done an awful lot and was I actually earned a Stanley Cup ring in the St. Louis Blues organization working. Um, with the goalies in their in their system, uh, so this guy has really worked his butt off and uh, just grinded out and really just turned himself one of the top 
uh, goalie instructors out there and actually, uh, and, and just was hired by New Jersey. And I know that, uh, uh, Martin Brodeur actually uh, pursued David to get him wow. uh, to be working with their goalie. So again, it's just a really good example of a guy who um, just grinded it out. Uh, was a great high school goalie. Uh, had a you know, play a little bit of junior hockey, play a little bit down at St. Mary's, and um, again, just I mean, to think about you know someone who has earned it in so many ways. You know, Dave. Uh, you know, Dave basically, and you know, Wags, these guys who coach these D1 colleges, that's largely a volunteer position. They can't pay those guys. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's driving up to St. Cloud back and forth on his own dime and really paid his dues. And, um, again, could not be uh, could not be more proud of him. And, again, I've known him since he's in, you know, sixth grade. And, uh, um, again, incredibly proud. And this is just a great – Great opportunity for David Rogalski to be with the New Jersey Devils. Well, it is great to see a guy like that who is in a position. You know, there's so many guys that that play the game, love the game, want to be engaged with it as, in a coaching perspective, one way or the other. They start camps, clinics, they do things, whatever they do, and they're a dime a dozen. And those that uh, rise to the top find ways, and he did that. And you have to have a unique skill set, which is communication, which is analytic, which is execution, and connecting with players and. Uh, we've watched him do that for a long time, and that's uh, you know he's a he's a Ken Pauly disciple. So uh, tip of the cap to uh, him and uh, to obviously you and your uh, influence. I'm sure that you've had on him over the years, Ken. That's pretty awesome. Well, that- well you know, thanks, Wade. And one thing you said there, and I just want to just follow up real real quick, is that you know it is also Dave was an excellent high school goalie. Again, had what would call maybe modest success after high school, but he was some big time D1 goalie, big time pro, and. I'm not saying those guys can't become great coaches because they can, but often it's those guys who, you know, um, you know, who, who have toiled and then really have earned it and, um, and have seen this thing from a lot of angles that become extraordinary um, at their craft. And he's done that. And tip of the cap there. So now you've got a group of three captains that I'm going to be talking to coming up here in the program next. And uh, we're doing them in alphabetical order. So we're going to start with Jackson Bassan, follow that up with James Callahan, and then it's going to be Carson Limesand. All three seniors, all three, uh, two of them have been with you since they were freshmen in Callahan and uh, Limesand. And then uh, in his sophomore year, uh, it was Bassan who joined uh, the fray as well. So looking forward to hearing from them. And I think one of the things that's really great, we do this every year, everything's a little bit different. I mean, it's the way we approach life and the way we have to uh, accept things and, 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 and all of the trappings that surround it. Uh, they've got a little different challenge in front of them, and I think you know leadership's easy when everybody can get together. Now they're going to be forced to, to execute that in a creative way. Has there been anything that you've been doing? Obviously, your whole team is in a hybrid situation, so not all the classes there are on the same days to see each other or whatever. But have you, as a coach, been doing anything to keep your group focused on the prize? Well, I think the primary thing is to continue to communicate with them. I think one of the worst things you can do is keep the kids in the dark, like, okay, we're on pause. But your communi- or your your communication with these kids cannot be on pause. So, um, Amen. You know, we've had them on we've had them on a group text. We've had a few Zoom calls with the captains and um, just talking about a few things. And uh, we understand. I mean, listen, in a normal situation, it's um, uh, you know it's it's not easy for a 17 or 18 year old uh, young man to find his voice. Um, you know, in a normal situation, and, uh, and and this makes it even more challenging. So, I would say the main thing is we've been you know communicating, giving them interest, and in, and also been communicating with their um, you know with 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 their, with, with their parents. You know, we uh, we have a great parent group, and uh, these are these are good people. These are successful people who have uh, you know you know great um, great insights on leadership that uh, goes beyond uh, beyond hockey, and so. I know, um, uh, you know, we kind of we, we partner and kind of trying to help these kids uh, develop their leadership chops. You know, not just our captains, you know, some good seniors too. Um, so, but I think that's the main thing is we've been keeping the communication open and letting them know every step away what's going on here, so they're not getting blindsided. They're not hearing this thing for the first time, you know, on Twitter. Our kids were not shocked about the pause. Uh, they were hopeful, but they weren't shocked. Um, you know, so, you know, and again, we try to encourage them. Um, you know, kind of with those little big things as we, um, as we, as we adjust to this challenge as uh, high schools across the state adjust to it. You and I are going to do a whole preview program on uh, the upcoming season, probably in a couple of weeks, but, uh, just, just, just to, just to let the cat out of the bag a little bit. 
What are your thoughts on this group? Uh, you've had some talent here, and it, it seems like you know this group is. You've got a little bit of everything here, and your your blue line has always been so good, and and that's so critical. You've got a four year goaltender that's in the net as well. I, where where are you at as far as you know the the grind of the six double A and what your team could do and be. Well, it's you know it's funny. I was actually doing a podcast with a guy from Virginia a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, and, and it's like, you know, the last time we won it was 2012 and that's the last time we've been there. So it's been eight years and you talk about the grind of six double a, and it's so tough to get through. And we've been so close and last year we could not have gotten closer. And, uh, and, and you say really our calling card has long been a great defensive uh, core, uh, that jumps up in the rush and knows how to get the team out. Um, but it's, it's very difficult to be a factor, without having a couple dynamic forwards up front. And that's really the thing that we have, uh, that we probably have lacked. And we haven't had that Casey Middlestad, you know, or, uh, you know, even the kid, uh, you know, the Joey Miller from Blake, you know, that's kind of one thing that would, you know, put us over the top. What I like about this group is, uh, I think we have some, um, you know, you know, forwards who I think have the capable of having uh, some of that dynamic presence. But I like, I, I certainly like the balance of the group. And the captains you'll be talking with, um, leadership is the key for everything. I mean, you talk about talent, all those things, but you're really, the leadership group is key. And I know when, before all the shutdown stuff came, you know, I had, uh, you know, met with, uh, um, you know, met with the boys. Actually, the shutdown stuff came in the summer, so I shouldn't say before. It seems like a million years ago. But I really like Wags, how dialed in this group is. You get a vibe um, you know, from a group, you just do, you just get a vibe from them. And, uh, and I, and I, and I like the intensity, how serious they are about this, uh, you know, about this job. And I like their focus and, um, you know, often you can't, uh, you can't achieve something without a little bit of pain. And certainly we couldn't have had a more painful loss than we had last year. And with the ball, you know, we lost a lot of great seniors, no question, but we've got a really great core coming back. And, I think uh, they'll, they'll use that as fuel. And I think these guys are using it for fuel for their leadership too. Well, I always say you have to suffer a little heartache to uh, feel, feel the, uh, the, the joys of victory. I mean, that's a lot of times you get really close and that's, that's year one. Year two is taking you over the top to uh, learn from, from what occurred the year before. And uh, your team seems to me like it's in a pretty good position to, to carry that very thing out. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'm I, I'm I'm calling you favorites for the six double A, but maybe I am. Well, I don't know if we're fa- I mean, I, it's, again, there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing worse in high school than being, you know call a favorite, and there there is no such thing as in that in six and six double A because once you get, I mean, seriously, it's all this talk. You and I both know it. Um, and and again, once you get in there, you know, whether you're playing Wyzetta, whether you're playing you know Edina, uh, you know, whether you're whether you're playing Blake Creighton. Um, you know, you're one bet, you know, it's just, that's just the way it is. Um, all you can do is put yourself in a position, you know, to be successful, but you also, you also have what you're talking about. Is you also have to have the pieces there to make the run and the pieces, the pieces are there, the pieces are there again. Um, you know, but, uh, uh, and we, in some years you have a better chance than other. And when you, when you kind of return a goalie of Carson Limestead's caliber as a senior, um, and with some of the defensemen, some of the senior leadership we have, and you know Vasan and Callahan, when you ha- when you return that stuff, uh, you're certainly looking to cash in, and you're looking to cash in now. Well, let's see what the guys have to say. How about that? You good with that? Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear from them. All right, Thanks a lot, Wake. All right, up first, right. it's going to be Jackson Vasan. So long, Ken. As promised, we're going to have the three captains of the Benilde St. Margaret's Red Knights on the Paulie's podcast this uh, upcoming show, and uh, we're going to. Do them in alphabetical order. I thought I'd be uh, straight up that way, so there's no favoritism here. So we start with Jackson Bassan, who is, of course, a senior coming into uh, this season. And, you know, he's been on uh, well about a point-a-game clip as uh, an offensive producer for this team. And he enters the the season, hopefully whenever it starts, as a very important uh, person and cog to that offensive push for this team. So, Jackson, hope you're doing well. And first of all, i got to ask you, how are you doing through all of this? Uh, you know, uh, wish we we uh, could be playing right now, obviously, but uh, kind of got to play it by ear. Hopefully, uh, things can open up, and obviously, 
feel like all the boys are, you know, fired up, ready to go, and uh, we're eager to be- uh, get back on the ice for sure. So what have you guys done in terms of communicating? So at, at Benelt St. Margaret's, are you guys full distant learning now? Are you hybrid still? What's the situation there? I- I'm kind of clueless on that. So uh, where are you guys at? Yeah, so uh, so far we're hybrid right now. And uh, every other day we're in school, and uh, we pretty much as, as captains, I feel like we have to – you know, try our best to, you know, keep in touch with the boys because we can't see each other every day. So, I mean, I feel like Buddha's done a good job of, he's been holding some Zoom calls lately too. So we can, you know, kind of talk to each other and figure out what the next move is. And I feel like that's been, it's been really good to have that. So it's obviously been pretty tough. You know, you've got a summer where you guys were yeah. brought back to the ice and you could do stuff then. And then you had the elite league that you were a part of as well. So you were playing every weekend and, you know, kind of like all systems go feeling good about everything. And then you guys even did some uh, uh, bridge season stuff as a group. And so, you know, you kind of got to that point and then obviously the plug is pulled. Uh, you know, I mean, you're young guys, but I, I've been very complimentary of your generation of kids. You guys have been absolutely incredibly resilient because i know i would have just been absolutely bitter if i were uh, in your position and all you guys are just keeping such a great attitude and i think it's amazing and you know from a group and from your perspective how are you guys like staying together in that regard and just not you know getting bitter and staying focused well you know it's very very tough situation especially us um I think we just got to keep our chin up and really just hope for the best. And, uh, you know, we got to keep our mind occupied too. So I feel like we're, uh, a lot of the boys are doing a good job of staying sharp, going to the gym and shooting pucks. And I think that's very important to, you know, uh, get ready for this season with the delay, especially we have like another month to get ready. And I feel like that's super important. And, uh, you know, just getting together with the guys too, like, you know, social distance, of course, and uh, just, you know, having a fun uh, rest of the year until this uh, season kicks on, and, you know, we're really looking forward to it. Well, that was my next question as far as what you're doing personally and then as a group to stay fresh, and you mentioned shooting pucks and things like that. Are you guys, uh, do you have, like, a program that you're working with each other at all, or is it just kind of do what you can? I think it's more individual work. Um, I've I've been keeping on top of that, and I'm sure a number of other guys have been doing the same. So in terms of being a Red Knight, you know, there have been a lot of great things that have happened while you've been there uh, as a player. What are, What is, uh, you know, as you look back, it could be just a group of people. It could be a moment, a game. Are there some things that stand out to you so far as having what it's been like to play uh, for the Red Knights and go to school there? Oh, that's unbelievable. I mean, I came over here. To Benilde, after my freshman year, I was at Edina, played through that entire youth program, and, you know, I, I came over to Benilde, and it, it, they just saw the seniors especially, like uh, Ian Barr and Jed Johnson, just, and the juniors too, like Nate Schweitzer, just opened me up with, just opened themselves up and, like, just included me right away, and I just felt, like, right at home ever since. It's been a great experience. So were you able to take what they gave you as a senior and now you look back at the young guys coming in? And, you know, it's interesting because when you go to a, a private school, you don't grow up in an association together where, well, you know that guy, you know that yeah. guy, and you did other stuff with them. So everybody's just kind of – I mean, sure, you might run into them in summer and stuff you do that way, but, you know, it's it's a different animal. I mean, so have you been able to uh, take that experience that you received as an underclassman and are you now trying to do the same as a senior? Oh, for sure. Um, over the summer, I uh, and during captain's practice, I you know every now and then I'd stay for the younger group and skate with them, and I feel like that's like a really good uh, way to you know bring people into the program and feel at home, and I'm, I feel like that's part of our culture here at Benilde too. So I you know I view you as a uh, very hard player to play against strong skater really good base of balance uh tough off the end boards good angles on the four check good acceleration through the neutral zone and uh, a face-off guy uh and and also very good with 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 your positioning in the defensive zone and and your battles down low especially 
Um, those to me are, that's my scouting report on you from what I feel. And those are strong mm-hmm. parts of your game. When you put all those things together, uh, what do you feel is your strongest suit of all of the things that you do? Uh, I feel like it's my speed for sure. I mean, I can, you know, bring that to the table every night and, you know, I always got to work on that too. And my skating, my skating is pretty good too. And, uh, you know, Paulie told me my hands got to work and catch up with my speed. And I feel like I've been working on that throughout the summer and I'm going to bring that to the table as well. And I got a good shot too. Boy, the second you can catch the hands up to the feet, you're golden, and uh, that's a wonderful thing. And there's one more thing I didn't yeah. add to that, and I think this is really a key component to your game. You, you know, you, you don't play over the edge, but you play with a little bit of a chip, and uh, I think your compete level is really, really high. And uh, as a senior, um, that could be a very uh, important component to your game. You're, can you talk about competing and winning and how important it is for you to, to, to play through to the final buzzer? Oh yeah. I mean, seriously, like that's, this is our last chance. We, we gotta, we can't leave anything out on the ice and uh, you know, this is just a great opportunity to just come together and, you know, be with the boys and just play, play our ass off. And I think that's, that's very important to, you know, everyone's end goal is to win the state tournament. I think we all got to play our hardest to achieve that goal for sure it is for sure and uh you know for you guys uh you've got a very talented hockey team and you know it's interesting when there's expectations when there's not expectations it's easy to be successful because no one's really looking but you come from Edina and you know when you're in peewees and bantams you know your teams are expected to win it doesn't matter where you go everybody hates you and it's just how it's going to be yeah Uh, but that's also a badge of honor isn't it and and that's kind of the same thing for the red knights you know so it's a badge of honor to own that and take it right for sure, for sure. So I, I agree with that too. So when you guys when you guys get together as a group, how much do you you know because there's expectations? How much do you guys not worry about the result and just say you know what this is day by day? There's gonna be some teams that aren't as good as you that win. There are gonna be teams that yeah. uh, you know that that played their tails off and they're gonna beat you. Uh, but then you know yeah. most nights you're gonna win. So so. Are, are you guys cognizant aware of that? Like, you know what, at some level we got to just as a group just say, hey, this is one day at a time. We got to be really good all the time, and sometimes it won't go our way, but when it matters, it has to. Yeah, for sure. We, uh, you know, one thing that we got to make sure to do is just stay consistent, and that's the key to winning, just day in, day out, every night, every practice too. We just got to bring the tempo, and I feel like that's really important for the seniors, especially the captains. Uh, is in practice, like bring up the pace, you know, get competitive in practice. And I feel like building that in practice will, you know, uh, turn that same energy into the games. And I feel like, you know, if we do that, we will be successful. Jackson, uh, leadership is something that's not measured in the uh, scorecard, and it's something the three of you are going to bring this team, and it's going to be really exciting to watch. I can't wait to announce the games for you this year, and uh, just stay patient. There will be hockey. I'm sure of it. I think we all know there will be. And uh, keep your uh, eyes focused on the prize. Uh, we wish you the best of luck, and thank you for joining us here uh, on this version of Polly's podcast. All right, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. That's Jackson Bassan coming up next. It's going to be James Callahan as we continue our tour through the captains of the Benelli St. Margaret's Red Knights. We continue our segments with the captains of the 2020-2021 Benelli St. Margaret's Red Knights hockey team, and we now have senior defenseman James Callahan. And, you know, uh, James, I got to tell you, I've had you written off as a senior for about three years now, just for the record. (laughs) I, yeah, I, I remember that. I, I was calling you a senior all year last year, maybe the year before. But I, I, that, take that as a compliment because uh, you play your game very mature, very responsibly, and um, you've always been uh, a leader. And I look at body language up there almost as though I'm a scout. 
And I think your body language is as good as it gets, and your confidence level is really high, and you've executed at a high level. You've played in 70, how many games? Let me look, hang on here for a second. You've played in 82 hockey games at the high school level as a blue liner with 48 assists and seven goals, 55 points. Very impressive work there. And you've got a long resume, and you've played with a bunch of different guys. It's really, really awesome. So... Can you, can you tell me a little bit about how your run at Benel St. Margaret's has been? Let's just set this season aside for a second. How have these yeah. three years been for you? Well, I came in as a freshman, um, not really knowing anyone. It was my first year at Benel, and uh, I was paired with Nate Clark for the majority of the season, who was a senior. And, I mean, he was awesome. He was a great captain. He was like my buddy. You don't usually hang out with a senior as a freshman, right? But he was all over me and uh it, it was a lot of fun playing with him so i learned a lot from him um and then the next year obviously we have schweitz and then starsland came in um we have, we have, have we've had a great decor since my freshman year so i've been just learning from everyone obviously coach russo does an amazing job back there um teaching us all and then um in that we have line fans so confident playing confident back there got a lot of the defensemen that i've played with that uh have taught me a lot and especially coach Uso. So. boy you were with the very silky smooth uh nate clark <laughs> that was that was you yeah. couldn't have a better teacher than him and he never panicked and i exactly. think that was such a cool thing so the first thing i gotta for ask sure. you though is you know man i mean this is this has been tricky for sure i mean so so the spring season gets washed for high school sports and Fall season yep. kind of happens, and, you know, you're watching your junior and senior year with all this stuff, stuff that's out of your control. Um, now it's kind of on hold. First of all, personally, how are you doing with everything, and, and where's your mind at with all of this? Well, obviously it sucks. I mean, everyone wants to play, but you kind of got to – I mean, you get mad at what you can control, and yeah. I can't really control that. I mean, right now we're trying to stay positive. As a leader of the team, I'm trying to keep all the boys positive and make sure we can use this time – it's a time to develop too as, as a team and as a player individually you can shoot pucks I and mean, you can try to get outside hopefully the lakes will create soon enough here we can try to get a little ice there but i mean you got to think of the positives here as much as we want to play um we got to look through that a little and and i mean it is a pandemic right now so we got to try to understand a little and understand where they're coming from once in a lifetime deal and you know it's it is what it is so but you guys yeah. you know and, and what jackson was talking about too you guys have been handling it really really quite well so um i think so that's been it's been impressive to say and i'll say it to you again um i personally am very impressed with your generation uh, how you guys have handled adversity i've not seen any pouting i've seen sleeves get rolled up and, and kids that just take it yeah. as it comes and and, and that, you know don't ever forget that when you're in your 50s and you've got kids uh it's something that you can look back at and as a group to be proud of it's 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 pretty awesome yeah, for sure so uh what have you been doing personally to stay fresh i mean obviously you got you know you had elite league stuff and then you had yeah. the bridge yeah. league which was season which was cool um, but but now it kind of stops. So I, wh what are you doing for lower body hands shooting? What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, right now I'm trying to do online workouts through like Perfect World Hockey Training. And so I, I do that three days a week, um, which is good. I mean, it's limited because you can't go to a gym or whatever. But, I mean, we're working with what we got. And then besides that, I'm just shooting pucks. I'm bringing the roller blades out every once in a while. Just got to get the – Keep the skating legs, right? I mean, like yeah, I said, sure. hopefully the, the, lakes, the lakes can freeze here soon enough so we can try to get some actual ice. But, Be careful out yeah. there. I'll tell you, we don't need anybody falling through. Uh, so so tell me about this online uh, process. How did you find it, and what do you guys do? Um, well, I, I worked out there originally when stuff was open, and then once everything shut down again, they emailed all their athletes and kind of said, like, we have a program. You can look at some videos and – and then you just basically do the workout. Um, they gave us some bands, some like the bands you put around your legs. Oh, yeah. And I have like a little weight ball. So, I mean, it's very limited, but I mean, these guys are creative. They, I mean, yeah, they, they know what they're doing. So, I just log in, open the computer, and follow the workout, basically. So, in your, in your world as a Red Knight, there's been obviously some great things uh, that, have, that have happened uh, with your teams, and uh, I'm sure you could point to many. But what are some of the things that have stood out for you since your freshman year as a player there that, that you could say, wow, when I look back on this, this has been awesome? What, what, what are a couple highlights for you? I think, um, 
I mean, when you come in as a freshman and there's a lot of younger kids on the team with you, you kind of grow up with them. Um, I think, I mean, I played with the same type of guys. I mean, even Schweitzer and Messenberg, I played with that Minnesota Maze. So I think the friendships and family bond um, is that one thing I'd look back on because uh, you play with these guys for a while. I mean, you're in the locker room all the time. It's just a lot of fun. And then I would say probably with Coach Foley too. I mean, he's a lot of fun. Um, obviously, you can get strict at some points, but as any coach needs to. Um, but I think Coach Pauly is amazing, and he's a lot of fun too when he needs to be. Ken Pauly with the perfect blend, I would say how that works. So uh, this is a shame. Yeah. This is a shameless plug because I'm working with Minnesota Made Hockey as well, and uh, I am uh, uh, working out of the three-on-three ring, formerly known as Hattrick in St. Louis Park. And this is something for you to put your in your pocket. Uh, we had a men's league, and these guys are 25 to 30 years old. We've had teams mm-hmm. uh, from Edina from Hopkins. Uh, we've had a Red Knights yeah. team. Uh, we had a uh, uh, two Tonka teams, two Edina teams, and a Wyzetta team. And Eden Prairie teams wow. being added. These are all guys that played, graduated probably 2012 to 2015. And mm-hmm. um, they say it's the most fun they've had playing hockey in this men's league. Uh, they can't believe they're together. It's the same guys that they were with, just like you're mentioning. So when you and Messenberg yeah. are all done doing stuff, you come into leagues like that, and you never forget each other. You know, I mean, exactly. so so that's really what this is all about. And and I'm seeing this sure. real time. You know, it's 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 been really really cool thing for me to to watch. And and hopefully you guys will be able to to, to keep the phone numbers and not lose them. Uh, as far as your your expectations of this season, um, you know, and I mentioned it this way to Jackson too. You know, it's a little bit of a badge of honor when people don't like you as a team because it means you're successful and you win, and they're jealous. Yeah. And the Red Knights have that. They're a little bit of Edina North is what I call it with that angle, with that kind of edge or whatever. Um, But along with that, you know, when you fail, people recognize that, and there's extra pressure to succeed. Do you guys feel like a level of, you know what, we're Red Knights, we've got to be better, you know, we've got a great tradition and heritage here, we got to live up to that. Do you carry that with you, and do you find a way, you, James, to make that a positive? Yeah, I mean, as any program does, when you have a winning program like Paulie has created and, and Benilde has, it, it, it brings a little, like, you want to win more. And I think the captains and Paulie all try to relay that message to everyone that, like, you come to this program, you're not messing around. You come here to win and win as a team and win together. And I think I think Paulie and we try to relay that to everyone and um, bring that out of everybody. It's a really it's a it's an it's intangible people can't see. Now talking about your game, the thing that I love about your game is there's a uh, a, a, a calm decision making process that goes on back there, but there's also a physical edge to your game as well. And uh, you you are good on special teams, and you defend very well in your own zone and in open ice as well. So it, I, I would say it's a very complete game. You've played around all sorts of guys, like you mentioned, Schweitzer, Schweitzer-Clark. Uh, you bring all the other guys in. You, know, you got Yakish to go along with Sarsland and things like that. But your game mm-hmm. seems to really be um, what I would say – uh, a very stabilized defensive game with some offensive capabilities and your compete level is very high among those yeah. things and those qualities that you have. What do you think for you personally is your best? Um, personally, I think my, my decisions with the puck is, is very good. I mean, I, I don't try to overcomplicate things. I get the puck, move it up the ice right away. Um, and then with that, I, I would say defense too. I'm a defenseman first, and then you try to join the offense later. But I think defense and my ability to like make passes out of the breakout zone or in the neutral zone, just a simple play, quick up the ice. I think that's that's one of my strengths. You know, you've probably seen a lot of guys, and I've seen this a million times that don't put the term you just said. I'm a defenseman first. They don't put that out there, <laughs> and um, yeah. they get really freaked out defensemen when they're not getting numbers. Right. It's like, oh, oh you yeah. Know. Well, you, you know, at the next level, they're not looking for numbers at all. No. They're looking for players and guys that do make good decisions. Keep it simple. Get up in the play and contribute. But that's the secondary yeah. part of it. Where did you learn sure. that? Where did you learn that perspective from? Um, I would say Coach Gusso and then my one of my elite league coaches, um, his name is Paul Vanheim. Um, he uh-huh. always tells a story about how uh, one of one of his defense when he was in the NHL, one of his defensemen on his team got paid like millions of dollars to basically chip pucks off the glass. He 
wasn't being serious, but he he was trying to state that he just played his he did his role. He played defense and made the simple pass up the ice and made it to the NHL and got millions of dollars. So I mean, it's just it's it's kind of Gusso and uh, I'd say my elite league coach and obviously watching NHL players. I mean, there's a countless number of defensemen that are known for that. So Heimers, excuse me, Heimers, we call me and I went to high school together and we're very very good friends. And what I was referring to to you was a discussion that we had, and it might have been about you, actually. <laughs> and uh, so when you said his name, I was like, okay, well, kind of the cat's coming out of the bag here. But one of the things we talk about is is that at, at the levels that you were at with that, it's really important to understand that the, the, the game does not need to be difficult. And he always says, keep the game quiet. Just be quiet, yeah. be smooth, and you know, and that's what I mean. You don't play fifteen years, a thousand games in the league by accident, and he, no. he did that, and he was a valuable resource for teams. And so, when you take it to the high school levels, if you're willing to listen to those messages, like you are from Coach Russo, mm-hmm. from Coach Ranheim, that's how you get better. And so, is there a way you, as a, a leader and a captain, with these new young guys coming in, can? you know, really take what you've learned over the years from that and give them that same lesson that you have? Yeah. I mean, just as Nate Clark did to me, I'm going to try to do that to the new younger guys that we have. I mean, sometimes you don't want to take the message that they're giving you because if it's bad news, right? Sometimes you don't like yeah. it, but it's important that they're, they're trying to make you a better player and help the team. They're not trying, they're not out to get you. So that's what I would try to relay to them. And I will. For sure. That's very smart on your part. And then and then finally, what are your thoughts of the new crop coming in? Do you like these kids? Are they going to be uh, solid contributors? Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're definitely super skilled. I mean, every year from now on, I think the, the players are going to get more skilled and skilled. And we got, we got a new defenseman and a couple forwards that are all super skilled, and we're excited to, to see what they can do. Well, James, I'll tell you what, I can't wait to call your games this winter. We'll be saying hello to your sister in Madison if she's at school there. If they're not doing the distance learning, we'll take care of her and her crew. And obviously you yeah, and your team you. too as well, for sure. So uh, thanks right. for joining us here today. And uh, we're going to we're gonna dial up your tendy next, Carson Limesand. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much. All right, much. buddy. Take care. That's James Callahan, senior defenseman for the Benilde St. Margaret's Red Knights. Coming up next, it's going to be Carson Limesand as we continue the Polly's podcast on the Overtime Hockey Network. We continue our tour of captains here on the Benilde St. Margaret's Red Knights, and now we get the senior goaltender Carson Limesand, a 40-game winner at the high school level. He's played since his sophomore or freshman year, rather, freshman year, and uh, he's played in 69 total games throughout his career, 40-24-4 and is the record. A 901 save percentage. He's had 13 shutouts along the way. He's been very prolific. He uh, has had uh, a, a lot of accolades coming into high school hockey and uh, has executed along the way with double-digit wins each and every year, and he's just been uh, such a solid player for the Red Knights. Carson, it's great to have you here on board, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Good to be here. Thank you. So, uh, you know, how have you been through all of this? I mean, I know it's disappointing. You had some summer hockey going on, then you had the Elite League, and then some bridge season stuff, feeling good about the boys, and then boom, uh, shut her down again. I mean, how do you handle those emotions? How you doing? Um, I mean, it's not the best thing, but if we if we just stay together and keep, like, focusing on what we will have if we hopefully have a season – I think we can push through it and we'll be good by the time season starts. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a a great way of uh, putting it, you know. I mean, you just, you know what you've got, and it's a matter of just waiting it out and letting it happen. I do believe you'll have a season. Um, I'm going to guess your games will be starting in the first or second week of January, to be realistic. And uh, you'll be able to be playing a lot of hockey between then and the end of the season. And uh, for your team, uh, you've got a lot of guys, you know, James and yourself coming in as freshmen. You've got Jackson that's been there for uh, three years as well, entering his third year as a sophomore. You've got some veteran leadership on this team. And each year you've been there, there have been a lot of, like, older guys that have shown the way. Uh, Has there been a theme that you've had from the leadership from year to year that you guys all kind of have in place and, and kind of execute for the guys every year? Um, I would say a theme is just kind of bonding together. Is our, just Everyone's like one. Oh, that's my dog, sorry. Oh, no worries. Um, everyone's one. And 
you just bond as a family. And I think that's the common theme about leadership is making everyone like feel as they're part of the team. And that's what I've felt ever since my freshman year, ever since I've been at the Nelbs. Yeah, that's tricky to do when you think about it. When you have players that come from all sorts of different programs with different ideas and different things, they're superstars probably at all their programs maybe, and they come in and now you have to become one. And, and, and so to focus on family and one I think is really important for you guys to really carry this on from year to year. And uh, being up in the stands and calling the games, it's certainly something I've seen. Now the question I have for you, has the new locker room helped from the submarine to this one? Has that made a difference at all? Um, now that I think of it, yeah, probably because it's with the old locker room was a long line, so you didn't get to talk to everybody. Yeah. But the fact now we can see everyone, you can communicate to everybody. It, yeah, it, probably, it actually does probably have a big help on bonding with each other and being able to communicate with each other. So whenever I was in the sub, I'd be like, how does this work? You know, because it was like just a long line of people I haven't seen that goes underneath the stands. It kind of had its own character, though. It's kind of cool in its own right, too. Uh, But what you guys have going is a a super cool thing. So from a goaltending perspective, what have you been doing, uh, if anything, here since uh, you've been shut down to keep fresh, or are you just kind of letting your body relax and heal and be ready to go? Um, I mean, all I can do is stretch and, yeah, relax and make sure I'm healthy work out I can't do much goalie things considering players can shoot I can't really do that because that does a huge aspect of my game exactly so you can't you know I mean maybe you could put your gloves on and flip it around a little bit from a shooting perspective but you know stretching and flexibility is so important to the position though and it's something you can't uh you can't let that go and it's such an important component of the game but I also believe that uh, for goaltenders coming in fresh, I mean, from knees to hips to all the things that you have to deal with playing the position, it's not the end of the world either to come in, you know, with with, with a nice elite league season and then come through now and just say, okay, man, I'm really ready to go here. This is pretty awesome. So that could be a benefit for you too. Have you thought of it in those terms at all? Um, yeah, I do enjoy my time off, like in between playing. So I think it will make me like, that much more wanting to play and will hopefully help me play better as well yeah keep you fresh for sure so now when i when i look at your game i see a goaltender that uh, you play the angles very well uh you you're really good rebound control guy you move uh, uh, on your knees quite well. You get from east to west as well as any goaltender. Your recovery stuff is really good. Your compete level is really high. Um, and, you know, when you guys are shorthanded, I feel as though you're your best penalty killer, which you have to be. And uh, I think you've been really good in, in clutch situations that way. Uh, of all of the things that you do well, what do you think you do the best as far as your position is concerned? Um, I mean, geez, it's a difficult question, but, um, I would just say my focus level when I'm in the game is probably my strongest thing is I'd never, I just can't, I just always keep my mind on the game and never take it off. And when that is, when my focus level is strong, that's when I'm playing my best game. And that's um, that's an intangible. A lot of non-goaltenders don't really understand how important that really is. And there are so many things that can distract uh, a player from moment to moment. And you know what? If you're a center and you get distracted a little bit and lose your focus for you know a couple seconds on a shift, does anybody see it? No, they don't. But when you're in goal and you do, they see it, don't they? It's different. Oh yeah. So what what are some of the things you do to maintain your focus? Um, basically it starts, I would say about an hour and a half before a game. I like, I only strictly listen to music and then do my normal warm up routine. And I don't talk to anybody cause I just, I have to get focused cause they all think I'm weird for it, but it's just a thing a goalie has to do is they have to get focused for the game. And mine is just don't really talk to anybody and just get focused on in what I have to do. You know, it's cliche, but it's to get in the zone and find it. And uh, everybody has their own way of doing it, and, and it's absolutely correct. And, you know, social hour can come later, um, and you don't have much room for error back there. So I'm going to defend you on that forever as it's normal uh, to the position for sure. Um, 
What have been your highlights as far as being a Red Knight? When you look back on all of the the, uh, games and the years and the groups, what stands out the most as far as uh, being a part of this program? Um, I've said it, said it more than once, but it's definitely just the family and the like. The friendships you make is by far the most fun I've had here. Ever since I was a freshman, I was talking to the seniors, and they made me feel welcome. And I had like the bus rides that we had with each other. Just I would I always think off ice is more fun than the games, to be honest. Everybody, it's amazing. Every guy that I've spoken to here of the group of three have basically said the same thing. And um, the bus rides are just classic. They're legendary, and it's stuff you'll never forget. And I told James that, you know, I I run a three-on-three league at Minnesota Maids, three-on-three rink in St. Louis Park, formerly Hattrick. And there there are uh, six teams from uh, Edina, Tonka, Hopkins, Eden Prairie, Wyzetta, uh, Armstrong, all guys that, that graduated 2012 to 2015, so they're in the mid-20s now, and um, it, they all played high school together. And they talk about uh, that being the best part of the game and then doing what they're doing right now, being able to come back and do that because what? They had the friendships, and that's that's really what this is really all about. And you know, I think the thing that, that, that I've been thinking of is you guys got the hybrid learning, so you can at least see some of your teammates in school, correct? But not all, right? I mean, so you guys, you're not all there, correct? Um, seniors were all there, but like the younger classmen aren't all in the same. Okay, part. so you guys are there on the same time, but the other, okay, so at least you're able able to experience that and 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 go from there. So, um, final question for you: uh, If you were to look forward to this upcoming season, what are your expectations for yourself? Uh, you've done this now. This would be your fourth start to a season. This is a little bit different, obviously. But as you go into the season, what are you looking to get accomplished as a goaltender? Um, well, there's one thing. I'm trying to get that shutout record at the mill, so I definitely want to get that. And what's that and number? Then, what's that number? Uh, is it 15, I think? I'm at 13, of it. Got to get three, yep. Yep, and then... This is more of a team one, but I want to go to state. That's been my biggest goal since I was whew, a little kid. There's so as long like as we it. have a state tournament, I want to be going there. You've got the team to do it, too. Um, you're in a tough section. Exactly. It's a gauntlet, but uh, why not you guys, right? No question. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, Carson, I've uh, enjoyed calling your games. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I hate to say I know what to expect, but I do. I know what to expect when you're in goal, and it's good things. And uh, you've got a really good mindset in there. And uh, you've been an absolute pleasure for me to watch as a goaltender and play. And uh, I really look forward to uh, being engaged with your games this year and uh, seeing you play out your senior year. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Carson Lime. Sam, that's going to close out our Captain's Edition of the Paulie's Podcast for the Overtime Hockey Network. For the entire group, I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.